face painting. Yeah, eight months old, ten months old, and you keep giving them the spoon, and they keep eating it, and then dropping it on the floor, and eating it, dropping it on the floor, and this process is repeated a billion times, possibly more. Why? They're not just doing it to annoy you. I know that that's what it feels like, but I promise you that's not what they're doing. Today we're going to dive into actually what they're doing, um, other than making a massive mess at mealtime, and we're going to walk into place givers, and that example fits perfectly in with that. Welcome to the Simplifying Childhood podcast, where we simplify parenting, play, and everything child development. I am your host, Tiffany. This is episode two of the Simplifying Childhood podcast. You'll find all the show notes on my website, www.simplifyingchildhood.com.au. Um, if you are more a reader, the information is there as well. So today we're going to talk all play schemas. What are they? Schemas is a big word for everybody in me. So a long time ago, before I was born, um, somebody came up with a theory, the RJ. And their theory is about how our brains organize and categorize information. So in this theory, we have mind maps of information in our brain. And in those mind maps, we formulate an idea around each concept that we encounter. So for example, dogs, we have then a mind map of maybe a family pet, maybe somebody else's animal that we see. We see leads, we have different breeds, we have fur, we have wet noses, like all these concepts around dogs are there. These get more complex over time. So as we grow up, we might add wolves to that, okay, dingoes and different types of dogs that aren't domesticated dogs. And we can put that in it. We do the same thing with cats. And then we hear about a lion being a cat. We either have to change what our definition of cat is in our mind, or we reject the whole concept of a lion being a cat. Okay, and this is where we simulate these mind maps build up around different concepts as we grow up. It's just how we work and our brain works. Picture these mind maps as neuro pathways in our brain building. So each time we add a new connection to this mind map, we're adding a new neuro pathway and developing our brain, which is why they're really important through this theory. I find this theory really powerful because what it's not doing is saying there is a right or wrong way to knowledge. It is saying that we build knowledge around concepts and it's up to us to then test and see what fits in with that knowledge and what doesn't fit in with that knowledge. And that's up to us. What's that got to do with play? Now I know sometimes you can see play as separate to learning, but this is where you can really see them start to come together. So play schemas is where we start to look at what are those mind maps that our children make around play. Now, instead of looking at, they've got a ball, and looking at the ball and going, the ball is yellow, the ball is round, the ball fits in my hand, the ball is small. We don't just look at what it is and then give them 10 more balls to play with, to build the scheme right that way. Instead, children may use the ball to throw, to roll, and we want to extend on how they play, not what they play with. So if they play with trucks, great. We don't necessarily need to give them 20 more trucks. We need to look at what is it about how they play. So look for the verb, not the noun. So the noun is trucks, the verb is roll. So then look at what can we give them to build on that verb. 
and we want to build, place Venus builds around the verbs, not the nouns. So I'm going to say that again. Place Venus build around the verbs, not the nouns. So that how they play, not what they play with. This is really important for how we then unpack play, how we observe play, and how we take it on a journey with them. Rather than just saying, my kid, like I said, is interested in trucks, I'm going to get them more trucks, we can start to see, oh, they're interested in wheels and motion, so I'm going to get a wagon, I'm going to get cogs, I'm going to get a ball run, I'm going to get, um, we're going to go outside, we're going to push things down the hill and see what happens. All of a sudden, once we start to look at how they play, all these play opportunities open up to us on what we can offer our child and how we can play with them or what we can set up for them to play on their own rather than just give them more trucks and then wonder why it doesn't there is a number of different place schemas. Um, and depending where you get your information, depends on how many they say that there are. And really, it doesn't matter. Um, in my workshop coming out soon, I will be breaking these up. Um, that workshop is happening on the 30th, sorry, Wednesday the 30th of March. Um, if you are listening after that, there will be a replay available on the website shortly. But we will go into some of those in that and exactly what they are. For the purpose of this though, it's more important not that you have the ticks and boxes of exactly which ones they are. What I want you to do is actually sit with your child and watch them play and watch how they and it doesn't matter if you don't have the language to go, oh, that's a trajectory schema, which was the example I gave at the beginning with the child dropping the spoon off the high chair. That's trajectory, they're looking at how it falls, okay? You don't need to know all that language to know, oh, they like to drop things, let's give them other things off the high chair to drop and see what sounds they make, see how they drop, see the speed they drop, and experiment with that. Now, the thing with play schemas, it's really important to remember after you've done observing your child, is you can't fight against it. So children have this desire, this deep desire and need to explore that schema. So if they want to drop things off that high chair over and over and over again, they're going to do it. And each time we try and fight it, it's like pushing back the waves of the tide. It's not going to happen not going to happen. Instead we need to work with them. So everything here on Simplify and Child is about working with our children, not against them, and seeing that and how we can meet their needs. So if their need is to constantly drop things, how can we meet that need? Work with them, not against them. These schemas are something that your children will need to push into and explore as much as they possibly can in as many ways as they can to develop that really complex mind map. Once they've got that mind map really well developed, they'll move on to another one. Most of the time you'll find children go really deep into one, one schema and maybe another one. They won't do 10 at once. So if you're setting up a myriad of play ideas from every single schema, you might find that they don't engage with some of them. And that's okay. They will go deep into something. So you might see your child repeating and repeating and repeating and repeating a play idea or a way of playing for a very long time. 
That's okay, they're allowed to do that. Repetition is how they learn. Repetition is so key to building up that schema. So go back to that mind map. The first time you add a lion as a cat, it's a weakling. Like it's just intensely. You're not quite sure of it, you've heard it, but you're not sure. And then you're told again, and again, and again, and again. And each time you draw back over that first line of pencil, and it then becomes a permanent marker. And it's a big permanent marker. And so then you have this mind map that is all strong. You can't erase it. It is permanent marker. Okay? And we want that. So they're going to start, when they first start throwing that pen on the floor, oh, sorry, pen, um, throwing the spoon on the floor, they're going to do that, and it's going to be in pencil. And they're going to do it and 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 do it. And you're going to think, yeah, they can't do this any longer. And then it's going to be there in permanent marker. And it is going to be strong. And when it gets to that point, then they will move on to another schema. They then can come back to that schema too. Schemas isn't, and this way of viewing play isn't that it's linear. We do this at eight months, we do this at nine months. One-year-olds do this, two-year-olds do this, and five-year-olds do this. It's not linear. We can come in and out and change because we've got our brain is this massive mind map and we're going from here to here and back and get, and that's okay. So they may spend a very long time in one schema, go to another one, have a bit of a holiday over there, and then come back to that schema again. Okay, and Or they might be done with that one and then go on to something completely new. They could be doing a few at the same time. That's also all right. How they want to explore and build up their brain architecture is really up to your child. And your job as a parent isn't to dictate that, but to help and support that. So that is my breakdown of play schemas, the schema theory of brain development, um, and also to where to go to. So what I said earlier is sit down and observe how your child plays, use the verbs, not the nouns, to start to understand where your child is at. If this is something that you're really interested in, you want to actually break down all the different schemas, what that looks like and how to actually extend on that play with your child, make sure you sign up to my Play Schemas workshop. Doors are opening Friday and closing the 29th of March and the workshop is running on the 30th of March. If you are listening or watching this at a later date, that is okay, there will be a replay up on the website that you can purchase as well. Um, play schemas is something that here at Simplifying Childhood, we are definitely going to be diving very deep into in the next few months. So this is not the first or the last time that you're going to hear about it. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please come over, follow me on Instagram at Simplifying Childhood, Send me a DM, let me know what would you like on Lemon, what stood out for you, and I can't wait to see you next time.